On Only. Carry On Only, dedicated to inspiring your next global adventure. And now, here's your host and personal guide, award-winning photographer, creative director, and travel expert, taking you around the world in style, Jill Pater. I'm your host, Kevin, along, as always, with my partner here, Sam. Hello. Sam, how's it going? It's going well. How are you? Super. I'm doing great. Sam, pack your bags because we're getting ready to go today to Brazil. Oh, my gosh. All right. Are you excited? I'm already dancing. But you know we can <laughs> do dance there. You know we can't go unless we were with our guide, Jill Pater. Jill, how's it going? It's going great, thanks. Awesome. Thank you for being here, Jill. So, Jill, what parts of Brazil do you just have to visit? Well, I think for most travelers, their first stop is Rio de Janeiro. And that is, Rio is a great, it's a great hub to visit all parts of Brazil. They have easy internal um, domestic flights, um, easy to get in and out of the city. If you want to spend a couple of days there, go to another part of the country and come back. Um, I visited, I was shooting architecture while I was there and working on a, a new book project on Brazilian modern. So I went to Brasilia, the capital, which is a, it's one of the few planned cities in the world, mainly built, uh, designed by Oscar Niemeyer. Um, and I also went to Minas Gerais to one of the largest art parks in the world called Inyochen. And Amazing. it is a not to be missed site for sure. Um, and then around in and around Rio, there are a lot of different places within, say, like a two or three hour drive. So Buzios is one. It's kind of the Hamptons of Brazil, if you will. Oh, the and then, of Brazil. <laughs> and then <laughs> lots of little islands and obviously yeah. like chock full of beaches. So Ilha Grande is one of those islands that's absolutely stunning. A lot of vacationer, both foreigner and uh, locals vacation there. Is it hard to get kind of back and forth or two different parts of Brazil? No, I mean, it's a it's a rather large country, but right. there's a there's an airport, the domestic airport in Rio is super close to everything. So it's just everything is kind of a short flight away. So yeah. that's easy. But no, you wouldn't be able to say drive, you know, fr- you know, to and from these places. It would be it would be a bit much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, Sao Paulo, um, which tends to get less tourist traffic, you know, just as in terms of like pure um, adventure tourism, but is also a very cultured city to visit. Yeah. Uh, so I think one of the big questions probably on a lot of people's minds when you think of Brazil is safety. Um, is it a, a safe country to, tr- you know, travel through to? Alone. alone yeah. yeah, especially alone. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because I had booked, I'd actually booked this trip several times and had to cancel for a variety of reasons. And one of the issues I had for a very long time was just that, like, I didn't know how safe it was. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't sure being a solo female traveler and being there with photography equipment, you know, if that was a good idea. And what was interesting is that I got very varied feedback. So I have friends who are photographers, people who've, you know, worked in war zones and things. And so I asked them for their opinions and people's opinions about safety, particularly in Brazil, you know, very pretty wildly. So I you found, just didn't know. You just, yeah, I just yeah. didn't know. Really I just didn't have a sense. Mm-hmm. And so, and and that's important because if it isn't safe, you kind of want to know, like, do I need a driver the whole time? Or what mm-hmm. kind of security measures do I need to put in place to be safe while I was there? I found it overall, you know, safer than a lot of South American cities and certainly safer than a lot of Latin American cities. And, and frankly, pretty easy to get around as a solo traveler. I had yeah. no problems while I was there. Now, certainly you do have to 
take into account certain considerations. One of the things that has made it a much easier place to travel for foreigners, I think, is the arrival of Uber, right? Because uh, as Portuguese is the main language there, you're not having to interact with taxi drivers. You're not getting taken around the town. You know, with Uber, you're just putting your your location in the map. You can follow along as your driver's driving. So that's kind of, that's a seemingly simple thing, but it really makes a huge difference. Right. And so in Put the major cities. Yeah. Too. Absolutely. And in the major cities, it's there. As you kind of get outside, it's a little bit harder to find drivers. But I found people to be super friendly, super helpful. Um, You do want, particularly in Rio, you do want to stay in certain areas. Um, So the majority of the hotels are in the Copacabana area. Ipanema is also a very nice place to stay, as is Lebron. Some of the other areas, they're very beautiful, but I don't. I wouldn't recommend staying yeah. in those neighborhoods. You can just go visit, but right, you, you know, can go visit, but at night and things, they just get a little bit sketchy. You don't want to be walking around and no. having to kind of worry about things. Like if you're looking. Yeah. Right. For some seedy activity, you could probably find it, but Brazil. <laughs> you, can, you can certainly find it. You right. can certainly you, find it. If you do it smart, you can be pretty safe. Yeah. And then you'll notice, too, when you're there, you know, most Brazilians, they don't carry, like, big handbags. You don't see, like, designer handbags. Right. You don't see big handbags. Like, people are very careful about how they carry things mm-hmm. and, and certainly money. Like, you only bring out. What the you money need. you yeah, right. exactly what you need and put everything else in the hotel safe. That's so it's gonna be tough for me. So I with a few, <laughs> you know, fat stack, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> so with a few of those, taking a few of those things into account, I think it's a it's a pretty yeah. easy place. Were you walking a lot? Yes. Okay. So mm-hmm. when you're walking a lot, solo female traveler, like you said, what do you carry a backpack? Do you have like a you know a crossbody cross bag yeah. or something like that? Like how do you take precautions as far as like. You know, do you have your passport on you the whole time? Do you have cash? What kinds of things do you So do? in Brazil, I definitely kept everything in the safe that I didn't need. So extra In credit, the hotel? Yeah, in the okay. hotel safe. So um, so extra credit cards. You know, I'd carry one credit card and then just the amount of cash I would need and then passport everything else locked in the yeah. hotel safe. Okay, so you don't bring that constantly with you? No. Okay. No. No. And there, in, in, in most places, actually, I travel, I, I do the same thing. I carry kind of a, a cloth, like a crossbody bag. I never carry, you know, designer purses, mm-hmm. handbags, anything that looks expensive you're, just makes yourself a target. You know, uh, you're already walking around. And up. if you start talking to people, they can tell you have an accent or you, you don't speak the local language. You just, you become kind yeah, of more a of target, a target. Sure. And yeah. how, how about when you have like photo equipment on you, though? When I have photo equipment, I also do the same thing. It's usually just a bigger bag. It's kind of, um, and sometimes if you don't have anything at home that kind of fits the bill, you can go and just buy something from a local market. Something right. That looks cheap and like yep. really touristy. That so that like it doesn't look right. like it's has. Exactly. It looks like it's $5. Yeah, like expensive Gucci equipment. photo bag. Right. <laughs> or like a plastic bag even. And so I put yeah. the camera in that. I never Smart. carry camera equipment in anything that says like Canon yeah. or, you know, camera yeah. bag. Totally took um, it. Yeah. So one thing you you kind of touched on was the language in Portuguese, Mm -hmm. right? So did you find that to be a challenge at all? Because I know – I've just heard, right? I've heard that Portuguese is – it's very different than Spanish. And so was it any more difficult to, to interact with people, to get around? Um, it was a little bit more difficult. I do speak Spanish fluently, so I'm used to be, you know, in right. South America and get around pretty easily. Um, in Brazil, people are super friendly and incredibly helpful. And in the main city, you have kind of 
you know, people that can certainly younger people can tend to be able to help with English. But other than that, English isn't widely spoken. So like that, that the greetings, hello, how are you are easy. When, once you start to get into a little <laughs> deeper conversation, that gets a little bit difficult. Yeah. But yeah. in terms of the food and things like ordering, you know, basic things, I found that pretty easy and and getting around. But having a deeper conversation, definitely, yeah. definitely a little more difficult in, in Portuguese if you don't speak it. Yeah. And do you uh, do you ever find yourself asking locals, you know, what they recommend to eat or where they recommend to go? I mean, I feel like you can only Google so much, but when you get there, maybe a few locals that you meet have that secret spot that they can tell you about, whether it's a secret beach or a, you know, mom and pop, you know, a uh, little brick and mortar. I think that's, that would be really fun and spontaneous. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I have friends that um, live in Sao Paulo. And so I asked them for their advice on where, you know, what neighborhood to stay. And I worked with an architecture firm there. And so we were out on a couple day shoot. And so they gave me their insider tips of where to eat in the city. And so, yeah, that's a great way. And also talking to other tourists who have been there for a while and certainly expats that live there, people that spend, you know, an extended time there have great insight into the city as well. So what was the best dish that you had there? Yeah, let's let's well, get into the culinary experience. Yeah, well, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like can't, we can't wait for it. Yeah, <laughs> talking about food. So I would say, I, you know, this isn't my drink of choice, but the caparinism in Rio de Janeiro kind of are kind of, a, it's like yeah. the go-to. It's it, it trumps food. It trumps, you know, pretty much everything else on the menu. People love Brazil. They love drinking the caparinas on the breach, you know, the fresh coconut. Like, But I think the drinks, it's definitely a vibrant nightlife culture. Yeah. And so that, and that's a big part of it. Did you see Sam just perked up? Yes. A yeah. vibrant yes. nightlife. Yeah. All right. I got really excited. <laughs> there's dancing, right? Of the dancing situation. <laughs> and then there's a couple, like they have a couple, uh, you know, traditional dishes that you see all over the place. Mokeka is one of them. It's okay. a seafood stew that's very good. It's a curry-based um, seafood stew, acai, which we all know it's all mm-hmm. now transported here. Acai, <laughs> acai boys, right. yeah. Right. Acai but you bowls. see little acai places everywhere. They also have this great cheese bread. It's called pandequejo. Oh my and gosh, I love it so much. Yeah, and it's they it's everywhere. So it's, it's almost like they're McDonald's. So you go to the airport. There's always a pandequejo. They're everywhere. Oh, it's goodness. like it's it's a massive chain. And what's crazy about it is they actually have gluten free pandequejo. So that's wow. like <laughs> wow. Yeah. This is I know. I've never tried. I know. Yes, you have. I, at the I, wedding. I oh, didn't. Sure I yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's delicious. <laughs> What's funny about that is I didn't realize it till like the last day of my trip because I would have never anticipated. Yeah. You know, I just don't even yeah. look at those things anymore. And I was at the airport and I found out and I was just like, whoa. So I got this massive thing of panda care to be on the plane. Hey, next time you go over there, do you mind grabbing me a big basket as well? Yes. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds yeah. incredible. Jill, when you are – whether you're going to a different city or country for work uh, on assignment – are you ever more excited to go to different places knowing that maybe they have a vibrant nightlife or they have, you know, just different things that excite you more? Yeah. Um, you know, because I know like Brazil is so, you know, big and it's very vibrant. And there's a lot going on there versus, uh, you know, last uh, I think one of our podcasts we talked about Chile and in the desert, maybe not as exciting, you know, of a nightlife or anything. So do you ever get more excited before you're going to a place? Yes, there are certain places that, you know, like with Brazil, I was a little bit nervous about the security issues. So I was very excited to go there and I've been wanting to go there a long time and had, you know, all these architectural shoots there planned. Um, But I was a little bit, you know, I had a little bit of anxiety about like, I don't know, like, how much help I need (laughs) once Mm -hmm. I get there. But yeah, there are definitely places that... um, 
you know, if I know if there's certain restaurants I know I'm going to get to go to that I've been wanting to go to for a long time or architectural sites I'm going to get to see. Or in the case of Brazil, um, I didn't think I'd be able to squeeze in the trip to Minas Gerais to see Inyochen, which is this art park in the jungle. It's it's kind of one of the craziest things I've ever seen in the world. Oh, so it it's a large modern art park. It's way, way, way in the middle of nowhere. Wow. Um, how was, was trekking over there? It was a little bit of a rough trip to get there. So it's, okay. a, it's a short flight from Rio into Minas Gerais. But then the ride from the airport into into the, the art park is, is quite long. It's like, I'd say, two, two and a half hours on pretty rough roads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the drivers aren't familiar necessarily with this place. So just kind of getting in and out. You're, okay. you're a little bit outside of your Uber zone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I needed the, the staff at the museum to help me get back I'm because sure. we couldn't get, you know, I was didn't have Wi-Fi. We didn't have cell service. So, oh, my goodness. So, so getting in and out. But it was well, well worth the trip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I know that a lot of great music comes out of Brazil, and we did talk about nightlife. Of course I'm going back to it. <laughs> um, do you see – I had just – I guess I just have this, like, super vibrant vision of Brazil and the streets, like, and everybody just being so, you know – just wanting to dance and have a good time. Dancing. Is it like that? And it's, did you participate? Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> it's absolutely like that. It's one of the things to keep in mind if you're planning a trip to Brazil is you probably need a little more time than you think, even if you're just okay. going to Rio, because there's so many things to do during the day. And then you have to count for your second life, which is nightlife. Yeah. And that's just such a big part of culture that right. it's a it's a mandatory activity. It's like a so totally separate. I mean, you definitely have totally to make is. time. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's like you, you basically have to book two days and for that. So if you're doing like a big nightlife thing, you're going to a dance show or, or especially if you're there doing carnival, you know, you're going to be kind of up and out all night. Mm-hmm. And then the next day you're going to probably need some downtime. So <laughs> you can spend a, there's so much to do and see in Rio mm-hmm. and, and in the surrounding area. I was I was frankly surprised. I could have I could have used extra time More there time. for sure. So how long were you there for? And then how long do you recommend people staying for? So I was there for two weeks, but within that time I had, you know, popped over to Brasilia yeah. to do a couple shoots okay, and right. in Minas Gerais. But I would say definitely two weeks in Rio. Um, the city itself, uh, part of the city is within a national rainforest. Uh, so that's, it's beautiful. It's very tropical. Mm-hmm. You have tons of beaches too. So Rio obviously runs r- along the coast. So you have literally hundreds of beaches to choose from so it's kind of so many destinations with one within, within one right. you have right. arts culture heritage Dancing. you have the nightlife <laughs> you have the beaches yeah. you know the rainforest and then kind of all these other vacation places uh, in and along the way like when so I, when i picture brazil i picture the Little emoji of the lady in the red, like red dress dancing. <laughs> right, right, right. That's how I feel like and everybody in Brazil is, yeah. looks like. Yeah, and there's always samba music playing. There's always, you know, it yeah. is like that. People kind of dancing in the streets, so it's to kind speak, of a fun and having kind drinks. Of, yeah, yeah. It, it sounds fun. It yeah. sounds fun, and what I what I imagine it to be is just like a very fun right. and welcoming sort of country, as far as like people just. Wanting to, uh, wanting you to experience the culture I think traditionally. That, that's like the crazy part, right? Is where you, know, you hear some stories and, and you know you hear safety concerns, but it's like when you actually get there, you know, it, it the people are just lively and vibrant, and there's you know so much fun to be had. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's it, for you and your experience, right? Is it being able to kind of weigh the concerns and then actually getting there, getting to the destination, and finding out that wow, like you know, it's amazing here. Uh, I mean, like. 
you just got to kind of trust your gut when you go to these places? I think so. Absolutely. I mean, it's always good when you first go somewhere to take extra precautions your first couple of days, like just as you're getting, you know, adjusting things and getting used to it. But I mean, I found nine times out of 10, you know, any place with security concerns, they're way overblown. You know, certainly don't go to the U.S. State Department website. for It'll scare you. Everybody's (laughs) like a red alert. You know, don't go there. I mean, I feel like it's got to be that for tourists coming into America. Right. right? They probably (laughs) see horror stories about our cities. Well, and that's kind of an interesting thing. I mean, you think about all the things that happen in terms of shootings and stuff here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our cities are among the most dangerous in the world. Like, most people can't go out and buy guns anywhere. You know what I mean? And so America can. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so— you know, our cities aren't, you know, there are certain precautions you would take, you know, here in L.A. or Chicago yeah. or New York. And so it's just like that in any major city to some right. extent. Yeah, just be but, cautious everywhere you go. Yeah. I think just be aware. <laughs> I think most places, you know, tourism is such a big part of most countries' economy, especially, you know, emerging economies. Of course. And so the hospitality industry, I think, really works hard to, you know, help people. Be accommodating. And be accommodating. Yeah. 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 And certainly your hotel, like in, in Brazil, anything you didn't know, you could ask your concierge at your hotel or somebody at the hotel would would be very clear with you and say, no, you can't walk here at night or, you you know, yes, this is safe or this isn't safe. Yeah. And so, and tour guides too, like if, if you are going somewhere where you're a little bit less secure, hiring a guide is one, just a great way to learn more about the city or, mm-hmm. or place you're in, but also just like an extra safety kind of measure to have. And so what, ti- what time of the year did you visit and what time do you yeah, what time of the year do you recommend? I was there in May. Okay. May, and it was uh, beautiful weather. It was kind of a perfect time of year to be there. It's not the height of tourism season. It's more of a shoulder season. Um, certainly, it depends. Like, if you wanted to go to Carnival, which is mm-hmm. an amazing time to go there, yes. <laughs> you, could, you could go there. And That's then. all the dancing in yeah. the world. I, <laughs> I don't think, like, for Rio, I don't think there's a particularly bad time to go. And it depends on where also in Brazil you're going because it okay. is such a huge country. If you're going, you know, in the northern parts and in, in um the rainforest, you just kind of want to probably avoid rainy season, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. when it's like unusually hot mm-hmm. or uh, or wet for that matter. Um, but for Rio itself, I, I don't think there's a bad time. Oh. Yeah. Is Brazil one of those countries where, you know, it's really kind of, I mean, granted the safety issues and all that, right, assuming that they're fine, that it's it's good for any type of traveler? You know, is it young, old? Do you have to be seasoned at all? Can you just... You definitely see all sorts of travelers. Yeah. So because of the nightlife and stuff, you imagine you get a lot of the backpacking crew and you get, you know, a lot of young people that love to go to Brazil and love to go back. Um, but you also see, you you definitely see a lot of older travelers as well. And certainly a lot of people go to Brazil for work or business reasons. So then they take on extra time. So you do see a mix of everybody. I think it tends to, I would say slightly lean a little bit more towards either a younger crowd or slightly more seasoned travelers because of the safety yeah the safety concerns i think it's just again it's not probably in the top five Mm -hmm. of a lot of people's list in terms of world places um and just that like extra know-how like somebody who's willing to go in it a little bit more for adventure but once you're there i think it's it's a very safe place it's it's very easy to navigate and and kind of know what would be safe and what's not Mm -hmm. it's definitely one thing that i'm just so envious of you i mean because you're such a seasoned traveler i'm sure for you to go to some of these places like it's no sweat off your back whereas a lot of people are like oh gosh i'm so scared like i've heard bad things but you're just you know you're you have no uh no concerns to really kind of just get into the the fun the places that you might not think to go like the tourist destinations yeah and sometimes too you know you don't really always know until you get there and for me brazil was one of those places that i did have 
a little bit of unknowing right. around, a little bit of anxiety, like, is this, you know, is this a good idea? Is this going to be safe? But once I was there, I absolutely loved yeah. it. And you, and and you, you, you go back for sure? Definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's great. Well, it is that time for uh, Jill's packing hack. Uh, something that I always question about bringing is denim, to be honest, especially when I'm going to a tropical place. I'm always like, am I going to wear them? And do I just bring them anyways just to be safe? But what do you think, Jill? So I love bringing, I bring usually one or two pairs of my favorite denim jeans. I think denim has now become somewhat of a global, especially if you're in major cities, it's like a global fashion type thing. Staple. And the great thing about denim is that you can rewear it. It's, mm-hmm. it's easy to rewear without having to launder it every single time. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a it's a great thing to pack. It goes with anything. Um, in, in most places, you can wear denim and a nice top out to dinner right. and, and you're fine. So for me, it's a very versatile thing to have um, and just, just easy. Yeah. yeah. So make sure you have Pack your, the denim. Yeah. The denim that's comfortable though. Right, Joe? Like something, yes. it could be fas- fashionable, but also fashionable, comfortable. comfortable. Okay. Yes. Would you go full Canadian tuxedo? Full <laughs> denim <laughs> <No>. top, <laughs> denim bottom. <laughs> I would say pick a top or a bottom, <laughs> not both. Yeah. Maybe not both at the same <laughs> time. Uh, well, Jill, as always, thank you so much for taking us through Brazil. Uh, definitely excited to hopefully go there one day and see the nightlife. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Carry on only. Thanks for listening to Carry On Only, dedicated to inspiring your next global adventure. Listen to Jill take you around the world in style, live every week right here or 24-7 on demand at StarWorldWideNetworks.com. Please remember to like, subscribe, and share. For immediate access to Jill's destination guides, blog, and show notes, please visit JillPater.com. And follow her on Instagram at JillPater.